Welcome to the JRD Hogcast. I am your host, Dylan Lee, joined as always with my co-host, Jordan Russell, and our producer, Luke Ritt. The brooms are out today, Jordan. We have a sweep, our first, hopefully of many, SEC sweeps in baseball. Absolutely. They came out swinging this weekend. Well, I guess they didn't actually come out swinging, but... The arms were alive, though. The um, arms were alive. We had the... We, we brought out the whole crew, the whole JRD Hogcast crew, to uh, Bomb Walker Stadium on Friday. So, that was a fun time. We were right above the bullpen. I brought um, my cups this time. You brought your cups, yeah. <laughs> you are no longer a rookie in that uh, category, so... Uh, we also, I mean, kind of going off, we didn't really have this plan, but the uh, the repurposed storage containers that they got out there for that redneck living, highfalutin society out there. Uh, what do you think of those? Did you kind of take a look at them? No? I did not. You did not. <laughs> so I guess uh, with the waiting list to sweeps and all that kind of stuff, um. The university came up with the idea of using repurposed storage containers, and they've got them outfitted with a bar, TV, grill. You can go up on top of them and have a little higher view, about the same height as the bleachers that they have out there in the hog pen. So I thought it was pretty cool. The I think they said about 20 people can be a part of that pen. And... Um, it, Price per person seemed to be all right. What was that number? I want to say they were somewhere around the twenty-five or thirty dollars a person kind of deal. I mean, if you get a big hey, I group, can handle going, that. Yeah, so watch a little hog ball, and you still get to have the luxuries of outside food and bring in the coolers and all that good stuff to the game. Do you have to have cups for those? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> now. Here's the deal, now that you bring up the cup thing, what about on the way out on Friday night? Did you get upset on the way out? I'm not (laughs) sure if you... So, (laughs) we're just, you know, we're walking out the gate in the same spot that we came in at and everything, and I have one of the souvenir cups, and to give you an idea, I don't drink (laughs) at all, and I guess I just got picked or maybe it was because i was eyeballing i don't know this uh situation or what was going through this lady's mind but she looked at me and said sir what's in the cup i was i was confused you know (laughs) um it's one that i bought at the stadium and i just kind of i guess i gave her some glares according to the guys and oh you definitely (laughs) the only thing i could say was ice (laughs) because that's what was in it and just continued on my way but the irony of it is is the previous friday that we went you know the whole i found out you needed a cup thing so we actually did pour out your cup and pour my beer into it carried that out and nothing was said and there actually was beer in at that time but i'm also right beside a cooler full of beer too (laughs) and we're not worried about that so I I just didn't get. I was the spot actually carrying there. the cooler. I was carrying the cooler closer to that woman. You were on the opposite side of me with your cup, 
and she just looked right through me and jumped on you. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh man, uh, I I don't know the number off the top of my head, but there was thirteen or fourteen strikeouts that night too. A little a little chilly. Couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't find my barbecue. They were closed. What else was <laughs> some of the highlights of that game? <laughs> well, we had some uh, kids next to us that were very relentless trying to get a hold of uh, either Ramage or Costy Shock or Cronin or somebody in the bullpen to turn around and look at them. Yeah, but didn't know their names. <laughs> so didn't didn't know their names. Just kept hollering their number, and uh, finally. The bullpen catcher, because I think they referred to him as catcher. Hey, catcher, look at well, us. Well, he didn't have his number on. so Didn't have his number, and uh, he finally looked up and calmed him down a little bit, telling him he'll get him a ball after the game is over. And and he tried. <laughs> well, at least uh, he tried. <laughs> right? Yeah, so he, he, he if, if the field was extended, he... He almost put that into the parking lot. <laughs> so, well, they were running out there after a big win. He got excited. He just threw it up there. He he didn't put too much thought into it. Hey, but he remembered the kids. That was a that was a good shot, and he tried at least. That's all we can say. Shout I'm out glad to someone finally acknowledged catcher, him. catcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. It was a good series win though, man. And I think it's huge. Uh, like big momentum swing, right? Coming into first SEC, you know, series for the weekend. Today was a close one. I think the final on that was yeah, three to two, with uh, your boy Opitz getting that uh, walk off RBI to get yep. the win. And heading into uh, Texas this week, so good momentum builder. Well, Do you have uh, anything to say about the Texas series? Come yeah, on. we'll definitely get into that Texas series. But <laughs> the uh, one thing I really liked across the series was Connor Nolan's outing. The fact that they kind of, you know, he, he he had to get a little settled. Uh, mm-hmm. At one point, he had him loaded, got out of that inning. It doesn't matter how you get out of the inning, but if you do. So he, he got to continue through. I thought he wasn't going to go too many innings, but he ended up five or Six, I think it was fifth inning. I think he went five innings on that. And just for him to be able to settle down, big SEC deal. And we, we kind of touched on this, and I don't have a background as a pitcher, but you pointed it out to me. I thought it almost feels like a bigger deal to be pitching on the mound than it is a quarterback during a football game. And you kind of shut me down on that and <laughs> well, said that that tunnel vision knocks, you know, locks in there. Well, I kind of think it's the same for both, like both sports though, really. If you're, if you're on it, you know, you're hitting everything you got as far as the baseball world goes, you have command of your pitches, everything's going well for you. You don't notice that you're out there in the middle of the diamond by yourself. You just don't. On the opposite side of that, if you're getting tore up, and there's, you know, the balls the size of a basketball coming at the batter, and they're hitting everything you're throwing at them, you can almost literally feel all those 10,000 eyeballs, or I guess that'd be 20,000, however that math works out, looking at you, and it's a lonely feeling out there. But I kind of, like I said, I think it might be the same for quarterback too. Because 
actually on the broadcast they mentioned I, it might have been the radio broadcast talking about you know this is probably the largest crowd it definitely is the largest crowd that he's pitched in front of but definitely not sports wise because he's you know been in front of I don't think we got over 60,000 at uh DW this year so we'll just say 50 <laughs> so uh he went 4.2 he went four and two thirds okay Almost but he up. he worked he worked through some some mess too though that was good to see but we yeah, also had a conversation i've um you know openly been worried about campbell but we had a good conversation about that too at the game it's almost you would you can almost make the argument that pitching friday night is less stressful than pitching saturday when it comes to wrapping up a series Oh, absolutely, especially if it's a split and that's a rubber match on Sunday, you know, the spot he was in. Right. And, you know, the series is essentially on there. And uh, I think they got the right guy there on Sunday, Stroggins. I think they might still play around with Saturday. We'll see what happens, but I'll say it. They definitely have the right guy on Friday. <laughs> I'm going to eat crow and say that they definitely do. It seems like just, the uh, the last two episodes we've mentioned it, so I'll just go ahead and do it. Uh, Cronin talk, and uh, uh, they 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 did some things, and they didn't. They uh, brought him out early Friday, so you you got to see that right then and there, and you got to see him wor- warming up early. And I heard you counting them pitches, <laughs> every single one of them, and then man. Sunday. So we'll we'll just fast forward. We won't dig too much into it. But Sunday, today, they don't use them. They stay with Kasha Shock. So I really want to know how you feel about that. Which part? The Friday or the... The Sunday. I know the Friday talk. <laughs> We've already heard Oh, uh, So so you're you're talking about because Kasha Shock got hit? Yeah, I mean, the, he, the he homer gave was off the, of him. Yeah. He, and that was top of the ninth, so... Uh, well, I mean, you, they're going to give up some hits. I'm just, I don't, I don't guess that that bothers me as much because he's not our, he's not our closer. So if, I guess you could say if things got a little squirrely, which it looked like it was going to there for a second, would that be too quick of a turnaround for Cronin to close it? Because that is when you need him. Well, you don't, like. It, I, he was definitely back there in the eighth. So, like, wouldn't the plan be if you're up two nothing, you bring the closer out? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So, they they had Kostyshok back in on the ninth. So, I don't I know. <laughs> I th- I think uh, I think that <laughs> we're 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 past uh, doubting Dave Van Horn. I mean, we're critiquing <laughs> a. SEC series win, and you know they might have not been ranked, but the SEC is still a good conference. And got great ball teams top to bottom, and mm-hmm. don't don't get it confused the fact that there's not a number next to Missouri. They're on the outskirts of that, and you can right. easily say they're a top thirty program. That they were saying leading up to it, leading leading up to the weekend, that they were somewhere sitting around thirty two. I think is what I heard. So. But it's baseball, you know, the bottom-ranked football team going against Alabama is going to get whooped. Baseball doesn't necessarily work that way. Right. 
but we got um, also this weekend we got a, the girl the softball team got a series win over South Carolina, so they're kind of bouncing back from that old miss mishap last weekend. Yeah, they come back off of that tough series in which they lost, which that was their SEC opening series, I believe, mm-hmm. with Ole Miss. Yeah. So good to see them rebound and. Uh, I think I mean, half might be kind of in a slump right now. She doesn't. She hasn't been really been out there on the mound all that much, or I guess in their terms, the circle. But <laughs> she, uh, she's kind of been getting hit a little bit. So I guess she's just kind of trying to refine her stride a little. And that's definitely uh, unique because with the softball, I mean, those girls throw 100 pitches and they'll be in the next game. Like, unless you're, you know, got some issues or they're getting after you, they stay with a pitcher every game, it seems like, right? Seems like it. Yeah, I mean, especially uh, (laughs) they rode half real hard last year towards the end when they were making that run to the regionals and everything. She was in there, it seemed like, Good Lord, like seven, eight games in a row. Rightfully so, though. Well, she can get it done, yeah. They had some heroics. Uh, I didn't watch it uh, on Saturday, so they came from behind on that one. That's good to see. And uh, and that's what they did against uh, Ole Miss on Friday night, last Friday, too. They had to come back from being down. So they they keep their you know composure about them. Good to see the resiliency out of any of the teams. But we did kind of skip over it, and we'll go into it as much as I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to the series because we get to beat Texas, so that's always lovely to be able to mm-hmm. beat Texas in any sport. But unfortunately, we gotta watch it on the Longhorn Network. <laughs> Oh, I just, I'm sure they've they've been around and they're the reason that the Big 12 doesn't have their own network, but it might be a little bit better than the USC broadcast, but I just, I just can't do that. I mean, it's definitely going to be one of those where I have the TV muted and I got Phil Elson in my, in, in the background and I might be getting it a little later on the tv broadcast but that that's perfectly fine because i love the i love the duo of bubba carpenter and phil elson what did i tell you though dylan you can't look at it like you're watching the longhorns network you're watching arkansas on tv it's so difficult though you know you know it's going to be filled with big 12 conference commercials and longhorn short horn uh commercials and all that bias like you you remember that god awful big 12 commercial they were running last year <laughs> to play up the hype that they now have a conference championship and like it it i just i'm not looking forward to that part of it the broadcasting aspect and actually having to see the logo that much <laughs> burnt orange is an awful color it is that's whose idea was that burnt orange poor decisions poor life decisions. <laughs> bad life decisions <laughs> yep but i think uh i was trying to look up the uh the rankings to see where texas was but i can't this one was only updated to march 3rd today's the 17th so 
yeah, they'll drop a new one uh, on Monday. But it doesn't matter. Just go ahead and pencil in three more losses for them. And we'll... so it's a three game series, isn't it? Oh, it was a two game series. Two, two or three game series. Midweek game. Midweek series. Yeah, midweek series. So yeah, just go ahead and pencil in two more losses for Texas, and we'll move on and keep the hog train rolling. Maybe get up there to rank number one. No, that's not what happened. Yeah, because Vanderbilt and all, you know. Vanderbilt dropped one over the weekend. So. Oh, did they? Yep. Nice. Maybe they'll finally show their true colors. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh the Razorbacks. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, man. Like I, I had, I had some doubt, especially on the pitching staff side of things and i was wrong on that the pitching staff we got some arms there across the board the starters and the bullpen uh like i said it's hard to it's hard to to tell what you have until you put in some games and then of course like i said i liked how every single one of them that saw the mound handled the sec environment you know what i mean like, yeah conference game environment the crowds were outstanding so none of them really wavered at all i mean costi shot got caught today it wasn't like he was pitching bad up to that point it was one pitch he left it over the plate ended up being the guy that i'm pretty sure is juicing on their team <laughs> took it over the wall so one pitch one pitch doesn't mean you had a bad game it just happened to be we didn't have enough runs on the board to support it so is it too early for me just to go ahead and backtrack and completely run away from what I said earlier with the whole, like, hey, they they won't get out of a regional and that awful, awful take of mine that I had earlier? You're, you're already jumping off that, sh- oh, off that ab- wagon? Absolutely. This is... What's the biggest reason? Because of pitching? Yeah, the, the pitching was the part that I really wanted to see. And definitely is there. And on top of that, this is the same level of team, I think, that we had last year, if not a smidge better with how they're playing. With how they're playing. Uh, It's not stat filling in the home run department, but that they're, I've said it multiple times, they're an exciting team with the base running and this small ball mentality. And I enjoy those games. And yeah, that's that's my biggest thing. So their pitching, I think, is – I don't think it dropped off, put it that way. Is it better? I don't know. But the style of play with the small ball is what I think is the difference maker. And we've talked about it on earlier episodes, but those are some fast kids out there on the bases, man. Like Martin, of course, Franklin, Washington ended up being the win and run that your boy hit in. So – even Kerstad's got some speed. Mr. Mr. Flatfoot McGee, he's out there running. He outran a little swing and bunt, as they call it, to first base and got it by a good half a step or so. I mean, just everybody out there has got speed. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to have to cut you off. We got some breaking news here at 735. It looks like Arkansas is going to be the five seed and we'll be traveling to the four seed, Providence. So, uh, we ain't... We're talking NIT here. NIT, yes. NIT for the basketball team. 
So uh, there will be some more Daniel Gafford plays, and there's going to be some more Razorback basketball this year. And uh, it's never going to end. Yeah, <laughs> there's going to be the <laughs> continuous Mar- uh, Mike Anderson talk. And uh, yeah, Providence. That's up there. They're going to be traveling today. Well, not today, but we know. <laughs> when is that? When's the uh, when's that game? Is that Thursday? Is that when that starts? I I think that has kind of a delayed after the uh, NCAA, so I don't think they start on the same days. I think they kind of stagger it. So where we'll get, where are you getting this information from? Uh, producer just brought it in. Oh, did he? Yep. About time he did something today. Gosh. Well, um, uh, since that transition just happened, you yeah, know. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, I, it was breaking. We had breaking news <laughs> while we were recording this. I mean, you have, it, came uh, in, it came into my head. I just had to say it. So. Yeah. You had a, what we're hoping is the last Willie Wade bit for at least a little bit, for yeah. at least a little bit of episodes. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I got to enlighten the folks and with Willie Wade because he released a statement, another statement, and it just, uh, it's too good. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing, obviously, but... Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) He said, and I'll just skip to the the real meat and potatoes of this god-awfulness of a statement, (laughs) so... I need um, you to put more passion into this. I just don't think you care enough. <laughs> well, he's he's claiming his constitutional rights are being violated by uh, getting caught, essentially. So he's saying, and he's copping out to due process and legal counsel and that kind of stuff. So this is verbatim off of his statement. Declining to be interviewed was a difficult decision for me, as I would like to cooperate fully with all parties, particularly LSU. To be clear, however, all I've done is follow the pertinent advice of counsel to exercise my constitutional rights to due process. Given these facts, I do not believe it's appropriate for me to be relieved of my duties. This man is being investigated by the FBI, and he wants to continue <laughs> to play basketball and continue to cheat. And the reason that he's being investigated by the FBI, and he's saying it's his constitutional rights to continue that. Did you cue up uh, your son to give a little holler at that particular point? Did was this planned? Yeah, he, he just like me. He don't get excited. Got you, you even got your one-year-old pissed off about this. Yeah, he he, he doesn't get excited when he sees purple and gold, hears LSU, and there's a reason we call him LS piss. <laughs> but no, I I think that's <laughs> oh boy, uh, yeah, it's 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 the classic. Try not to get too much into this, but it's it's the classic. I got caught, but dang it, I still have my rights. You know, like, I've been breaking the law, but I still have my rights. <laughs> yeah, so really, uh, that's that's all I got. And I, I feel like adding that why onto the old Willie is rightfully so. He's a sleazeball. Like, says some stuff like that, and it's perfectly fine to go from Will to Willie. 
It's a big difference, but he definitely Willie Wade. <laughs> hey, you know what's great is uh, I've got a buddy down south in Louisiana who is an LSU fan, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure he listens to this podcast. So we'll get him. Thinking, we'll, we'll get him converted. Now that I think about it, maybe I'm okay with you consistently talking trash on Willie Wade, so he can just get a little more fired up about it. Well, he can always come at us on Twitter at JRD Hogcast, so that's where we at. So, so I've got some issues. Okay, you know we you uh, exercise them. Go ahead. I want. I've I've got my rights. So Arkansas is more than likely going to give Anderson another year, right? It's, yes. it's looking it's looking that way. Supposedly there was a meeting about potentially whatever. No, the, the, <clears throat> apparently it's a topic of discussion along with the Nolan Richardson court. So the, the Board of Trustees still has that conversation later this month. And apparently Mike Anderson's status is going to be discussed during that uh, meeting as well. So, hey, let's... Never mind. That's all awkward. <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> let's talk about naming the court and then firing the protege. So yeah, exactly. So A and M fired their head coach Billy Kennedy, mm-hmm. who had a total record of 151 and 116. Who has an extra season under his belt at A and M than Anderson does? However, the past three years. He has taken them to the Sweet 16 in two of those. Lost both of them, but he took them there. And they fired him. Yeah. We can't get past the round of 64. Occasionally throwing in a round of 32. And we're we're okay with this. Hey, we just made the NIT, bro. Clap we'll win hands. the NIT. Come on. I already told you this. We gonna win the NIT. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I I completely understand. Do I get any credit of just the lack of uh, (laughs) perseverance? I I don't, I don't know from the from the board of trustees. Well, I mean, uh, in simple decisions, it's going to be athletic director and the board of trustees probably working together. But um, I think the bump up and especially the firing of Kennedy actually kind of goes back to Jimbo Fisher. So basically they throw all this money at Jimbo Fisher and that elevates, I think, the sports across the board, not just football. And that, hey, everyone's kind of got to catch up on that kind of stuff. Well, what do you think of the fact that Morris is coming in and bringing all this hype and everything along with him, Chad Morris? Does next year having a really good football season, does that potentially put more pressure on Anderson if he doesn't perform again? I don't I don't think so. Because they will think... extend Morris, right? Like if Morris comes in, he goes two and ten, turns around and goes seven and five, eight and four, and then his backing up another good recruiting class because we'll have a pretty decent idea by that point what we're gonna bring in. Does he get an extension right away? In pure history, I would say an eight and four season gets an extension because, but that's we a national got, championship. <laughs> we we got a different AD now, but when it comes to 
that like Chad Morris isn't a marquee name. Like it was a big deal and it was talked about for a week that Jimbo Fisher was coming to Texas A&M and it might've been because of the length and that it was a hundred million and it was 10 years and all the unprecedented stuff that Texas A&M was doing, but brand new boots. Yeah. I think, uh, when it really gets to it next year is Mike Anderson's, you know, the the seat is on that it's hot (laughs) and, uh, He's playing for his job next year and just kind of go off of that. I, I want to see Mike Anderson succeed because he's a Razorback and like want, want that to happen, but the track record isn't there. So um, this is going to be the episode where Dylan backtracks a lot. And, Apparently so. <laughs> but I, I have, I've always been the who are you going to get and I'm just not on the thumb of college basketball enough to know who some up-and-comers are. So that's going to be my homework for the next little bit and see if there is some promising candidates. And, I, you know, like I said, I don't want Mike Anderson fired right now, but hot seat's on. He's got one more year. And at that point, so this hypothetical, what saves his job next year i've told you what saves his job sweet 16 sweet 16 that's that's gotta be it i mean it's gotta be it give you a scenario uh win sec tournament and wins a ncaa but loses in second round of 32 No. no not good enough huh not good enough but you don't think that are you on the boat that conference championships don't matter? No, or I mean basketball? that's kind of that's kind of well, they don't, but I'm uh it's I mean it's gonna end up being probably Kentucky again next year because I think Tennessee is gonna lose quite a bit. But that's just so squirrely. Like last year we played a game that went into a, a you can fact check me. I'm not sure how accurate I'm here, but essentially play till in the SEC tournament, play till somewhere around nine thirty, ten o'clock, I think, something like that, and then had to turn right back around and play a well-rested Kentucky team at like eleven in the morning. So that's not all always just accurate. You know what I mean? It's not like a true test of the better team. Well, I mean, a lot of folks would say that essentially a basketball tournament, especially in the aspect of NCAA, isn't a way to determine the best basketball team. No, it's not. You know, best travel, best sweep, and one game doesn't define it. I mean, you have have one and 16, uh, you you know, that's a thing now. We have a 16 upset in the one, had that last year. You have uh, 12 and five that, does that every year? It's pretty much somewhere, uh, some somewhere there is going to be a twelve that upsets a five. Mm-hmm. So if you're filling out your bracket and you're listening to this, find one. Take I'm a not going <laughs> look at look at that matchup, and there you go. There's a little advice for you. But I just no one wants to see Mike Anderson, the person, get fired. Okay, no one wants to see that. I don't want to see that, but I. 
want to see the basketball program succeed more than I don't want to see Mike Anderson get fired. But if they make a run, it it almost seems like where you're at with it. If they make a run and they do get into a Sweet 16, are you going to accredit that to Mike Anderson? Or are you going to say more or less it's a fluke and this team just really getting together? Well, if the team's really getting together, that's a nod to Mike Anderson. So, would the team, like, do you feel like the team that he has right now, talent-wise, pure talent-wise, could get, uh, be a Sweet 16 team? This year or mm-hmm. seeing them grow and know what they're capable of for next year? I would say because at this point right now. At this point, I think Gafford brings them down. And that's not a knock on Gafford. But I don't think Gafford is working well with the team that he brought in this year. Obviously, Gafford skill level that he had this year playing with Macon and Barford and them last year, I think that team could have done better. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just don't I don't think that the team that they currently have constructed is a better team with Gafford on it. I can, I can see that's, that. That's not hating on Gafford. Gafford's obviously a baller and all that, but I just don't think it works for this team. So to answer your question, no. But you're you're really excited to see the step up when you, we have a full Reggie Chaney because yes. you've been clamoring about him all year and I I definitely see that happening and I will clap every time and I will tip the cap well, to you as think well because think of a a better Bailey because the Bailey that you've talked about you're talking about his freshman year and how you've kind of not really seen that since then. Think about him who's not really having to worry about facilitating to Gafford because essentially they've used Bailey as this year kind of more defensively with, uh, you know, a hit or two with the ball, you know, trying to score. But you get Bailey, you get uh, Chaney, you get Joe, all the all the guards coming back, Jones and all them. And then you have, I think, Osbouye will be a pretty good – second big man to Cheney, not scoring-wise. You're looking at me like you're an idiot. Not scoring-wise, but facilitating down to Cheney, who can kick it out to Joe, and it's going to open up the perimeter more, I think. Yeah, Gabe, for his size, passes very well. He looks a little clunky when Don't he's moving. Don't let him moving. dribble. Yeah, yeah. He looks clunky when he's moving, and obviously the hashtag ban Gabe jumpers is there for a reason. So... I mean, you you got an open shot, you take it. We understand, Gabe, but I've said well, What's it. crazy about him last year, though, is he was a spark plug. Mm-hmm. We talked about him last year, especially defensively, and I don't – that didn't really show up much this year either. Yeah, I don't think his defensive game took a next level, but yeah, I wouldn't say it deteriorated. Right. It didn't go down. It just kind of plateaued. He just say. ended up with the ball in his hand way too much this year yep. compared to years past. Well, I mean, when when they're sagging off of you that much, <laughs> you're gonna find the ball, and you're when when you have that much room and the ball handling skills that he has, it's just so much highlighted because <laughs> you got all that room, you should be able to do something with it, but he's just not there for that. But spot. hey, I mean, so this is something I've uh, wondered about a lot. We have said last year, and we said a lot of this year, we're like, get the ball to Gafford more. Get the ball to, why are they not getting the ball to Gafford more? But then the second half of the season, it seemed like they were trying to get the ball to Gafford more. But that almost seems like when their best ball kind of went away. 
Do you think that they were trying too hard to get the ball to Gafford? Hmm. I I mean, just and it, I I don't really have anything to back it up. But when the season first started, I definitely was on the train like, hey, we need it. We need to get it to Gafford. You know, this is our lottery pick, and I didn't feel like it was there. It, but he was he was fighting so much for positioning that I feel like it was one of those deals where he wasn't we weren't getting the opportunity to do it. And I think Joe coming along, uh, kind of helping to open the floor a little bit, got that game going and allowing Gafford to be more useful in there because he was getting beat up. Like, we yeah. made the joke that he was constantly on the ground and all that kind of stuff, but that's because of the motor, and he's always fighting for a loose ball, and he's got the frame to do that. Like, you got a guy that's seven foot sliding across the basketball court. There should be a ball near him somewhere. <laughs> right. So, a lot, a lot of basketball talk, and I think feel like we can kind of kick into our new segment we're kind of wanting to introduce. Go for it. All right. So we're going to try something out here, and we're going to call it the Twitter Dirt. We're going to go through and basically find us a player, hit them up in the mentions, and see what's going on in the mentions on Twitter about that. And the Twitter Dirt segment is brought to you by Elite Mobile Detail, LLC. They'll shine you up. Hit them up at uh, 832-540-8013 for all your car detailing needs. Yeah, they come to you, right? They come to you, mobile. That's mobile. It's it's in the (laughs) name. It's right there. Yeah. (laughs) Read the card, Dylan. All right. (laughs) But so uh, who who shall we look through? Give me a name here. We'll do this. Uh, Well, we just finished up about it. Why not Gafford? Gafford? All right. So we'll just hit up Gafford here. All right. So we'll just use his handle, get us the best stuff here. All right. So here's one. (laughs) That quick? Oh, Oh, yeah. This one's got actually a lot of interaction. Um, I guess Gafford was at the one of the baseball games this weekend. And uh, we'll we'll call you out here. I'm not I'm not a big fan of this. So the tweet is at the Razorback baseball game today, and my ten year old daughter spotted Daniel Gafford. He's the only Razorback on her wall. She called his name but was ignored. Finally, she got to this, his side and was told he wouldn't take any pictures. Daughter was heartbroken. Not cool. Poster coming down. Wow. So, yeah. Um, you know because what? Because he wouldn't sign the... Yeah. Because he's sitting there just trying to enjoy his college experience. The university has plenty of opportunities via fan days or, inter, you know, just countless stuff where they get these players and you are a little, you know, that's when you get the autographs and there's time and place after after he's done with the games where he's at. But outside of that, like, he's sitting in the stands like, okay, cool, maybe snag a pitcher from a distance. But, you right. know, if he, if he says, you know, hey, no pitchers, and I can't see Daniel Gafford, he's so calm, collective, and just easygoing, I can't see him being a jerk to a 10-year-old girl. 
and with the context, I'm sure we could dig into this, but that's just the first one I saw there. I'm, I can't just see him being a jerk. I mean, if he says that, just take it and tell her, you know, we'll, we'll get you an autograph some other time. Or, you know, there's plenty of opportunities for you to get a Daniel Gafford autograph. There's, there's, a, there's that saying like, for a reason, don't meet your heroes. <laughs> 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 no, that's, that's ridiculous, man. I mean, of course, like you said, um, you actually read that. I, I didn't even read it, but um, he's at a game. Yeah. How would he's how would a, you feel a, if someone wanted to take your damn picture? Because when well, you're in the middle of a game, I mean, there's was that today's game? Ah, uh, like I said, it was. I, I don't know. Get oh, the okay. date on there. I think I think it might have been Friday night or Saturday. So mm. I would say if it was today's game and she walked up to him at the bottom of the ninth, I wouldn't want to take a picture either. Right, you're <laughs> locked in. He's. He, I think the biggest part of that is he's still a kid enjoying a college deal. It wasn't like he was out there getting recognized or something along those he wasn't he wasn't there to you know shake hands kiss babies and do all that stuff it wasn't <laughs> a publicity stunt or event or anything like that so he ain't out the there kid, kissing the baby yeah let the kid be yeah so. no that's ridiculous Hell? you got any how far do you want to take that twitter dirt well you got something else i well, mean I, I don't i don't really I mean, I figure we'll see what the folks say. If they like it, they can hit us up on Twitter at JRD Hogcast. Use that hashtag JRD Hogcast. You can join in the show. And uh, who knows? If you get wild on Twitter, we might dig into those mentions and find you. Absolutely. We feel uh, froggy. We might say your tag online, but it's not going to be for you to get some press. <laughs> On the opposite end of that Twitter spectrum, uh, it is good to see that Kane and Sandy is doing better up walking around. Um, very first thing that he, uh, what I read off Twitter earlier is he came out and was, how's the baseball team do? So, um, very happy and um, happy to hear that he's doing better. Yeah, so Kane and Sandy, he's a ESPN Hall of Fame super fan. Uh recruiter number one i think especially absolutely i mean if you haven't uh if you don't know the story definitely give it a search on twitter google great follow he's constantly out there working i believe his mom's name is ginger and she's working just as hard and driving him to all these events and kind of backing it up last year they did a uh go fund me along those lines and got him a new car because they had over 300,000 miles on their car. So shout out to the Razorback Nation on that one. And uh, that, he, like I said, he's amazing uh, for recruiting and just a great individual and fan. So good to see that he was released and he's back home. And uh, on a side note there, it was really nice to see Catalan, who isn't with the team right now because he's – uh, he'll be in August, uh, football team. I guess he FaceTimed and talked to him at, at the house and everything like that, so that was good. Um, the first video I saw, he was actually still in the hospital, and he was, like, within the first sentence was a go hogs, and yeah, it, it right. just lit up the world there. So good to see. Uh, good news out of there. Wish him all the best, and uh, good recovery there. Yeah, they got a little, a little worrisome for the, 
fan base for sure when that news dropped. What was a stroke? Yes. Yeah. That's something you never really want to hear. So, uh, but kind of switching gears because this is Selection Sunday when we're recording this. We can uh, kind of dig into the bracket. We're going to do a more in-depth episode and uh, do a, a show bracket. So if you're out there trying to get the million dollars, you're going to have a hard time because the JRD Hogcast one is going to be a perfect bracket. So tough luck. I mean, I guess you can go and fill it out. Don't copy us unless no. you... So we're gonna well, we're gonna copyright the the bracket we fill out. We're gonna like use some fancy letters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Million dollar bracket is what's gonna happen with this JRD Hogcast one. So, uh, I've got this. It just came out in the last hour, hour and a half. We're kind of getting it as you it will see it. But uh, anything really jump out at you? I'm I'm looking at the east and. Well, I was going to tell you, I'm uh, having some technical difficulties over here. I can't get it to come up, so I'm just going to have to piggyback off of what you're uh, looking at, really, and just... Okay, okay. Uh, Anybody that you're... I mean, the one seeds, it looks like, are kind of foregone there. The typical ones, you got your Duke, Gonzaga, Virginia, and North Carolina are your one seeds. Uh, What did you think of Gonzaga? I mean, they lost their conference. Uh, That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Uh, final there, and they kind of s- seems like they sleepwalk to the tournament, and it's tough because I, you know, they'll put her out, and looking at this, just kind of looking at it, they probably I could see them losing to either Syracuse in the second round, even a Marquette, like they. they if they they definitely do have maybe the easiest, they could maybe eventually face Michigan or Florida, some of the bigger names in the West Division there. But so I finally got it up, finally got it up here. So first thing I noticed right off the bat is I don't see Arkansas in there. <laughs> yes, yes, sorry. <laughs> Arkansas did not make the NCAA de- tournament. I am sorry to inform you. But you can check them on uh, NIT. They'll be facing Providence, who is a four-seed, Arkansas the fifth-seed. So, obviously, as I've said, I'm a North Carolina fan, second to Arkansas. Yeah, I won't hold that against you too much. Well, you can't. You can't hold that against me. Thank you, Space Jam, the (laughs) movie. That's why I'm a North Carolina fan. But um, do you see anybody giving Duke any... I mean, any kind of run for their money? I mean, they've been beaten, obviously, but... uh, Michigan State, I mean, they're they're the two-seed in the East there. Uh, it almost looks with Zion Williams, they can essentially sleepwalk to an Elite Eight. Uh, almost the Final Four, really. If you're... If you're writing this out as chalk, they could eventually face, like I said, Michigan State or LSU, and I I don't think LSU should be in the tournament, but that's whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is this is this is built for Duke. It is, they, isn't it? I mean, they even put 
North Carolina on the complete other side because no one wants to see that for a fourth time. So that's kind of all I want to see is either Duke or North Carolina out of this deal because if it leads up to a North Carolina-Duke national championship, I might just throw up. You'll watch it. Am I looking at this right? Is Tennessee in there with... uh, Are they playing... It's kind of fuzzy on my end. Does that say Colgate, Tennessee? That is a university. I know that. Where are we? Yeah, that's Colgate. Yeah, that's the that a fifteen two matchup there. Yeah, it is. So Tennessee. I mean, that's the only one that I think might. Um, I'm I'm actually, you know, we're gonna like you said, we're gonna fill out a bracket and everything, and um kind of talk our way through it as we go but as of right now before recording on this coming thursday i think i want tennessee in the final four i that i think that's going to be an uh exciting that's going to be the best uh region right there region right right there that south region you got Ole miss in there you got oklahoma wisconsin wisconsin can always kind of get stuff together but uh oregon's prime for a 12-5 uh, upset there. Might have to phone a friend. My dad's normally really good at these, so uh, might have to call him and get his input on the on the bracket. Yeah, so there's an yeah. Uh, I think the South definitely they've got a lot of Purdue's in there. Vol- uh, Villanova is always kind of old piss. Yeah, I like it. And that that uh, if they get all the way there, looks like uh. Louisville and Kansas City, Anaheim, Washington, D.C. Some of the locations for that. The Final Four will be in Minneapolis. That's, I guess, I'm assuming that's going to be in the... Uh, is that going to be where the Timberwolves play, or are you going to make it bigger and go to the football field? You know how they always they, they kind of bring in some court yeah, and stuff. Probably. I would assume that'd be where the Timberwolves play. Yeah, probably so. so I think hey, that's the target note, center. Uh, Little Rock is in the Sun Belt Championship game right now, women's. Oh. Sorry, just happened fun, to see that going. Fun <laughs> fact for you to Keeping hear about later. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm looking at the Midwest, too. They've got some, that's the, the Kansas region. and Well, I mean, not Kansas region, but they've got Kansas in there with North Carolina. And I just... Auburn's riding high right now because they won a championship for whatever you want to consider that. And Houston. Houston is a sleeper team. So I might actually have to backtrack real quick now that I see the Midwest. Midwest is definitely a loaded region. So you've got North Carolina. You've got Auburn. You've got Kansas. you got Houston, Kentucky. Yeah. Midwest is... Have you seen going. Houston play this year? Yeah. Oh, okay. The way you jumped on that real quick, I hadn't seen anything out of them, so... Yeah. So, they, they play some good ball. So, they're 31-3 and three there. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... And they got them... Okay, yeah, three seed. I don't know about that. Do I kind of high? Yeah, I guess... You know, they're kind of going off a of name recognition there. Because you got Kentucky at the two at 27 and six. 
And then I'm I'm not going strictly off a of record. I think Houston's the better team, thirty one and three. So like you gotta think they have the best record out of that whole region. They actually I think have the best record out of the bracket besides Gonzaga. Hmm. Yeah. So. The Houston? Houston, yep. Okay, because the one I'm looking at, I don't even see records, and I can barely see what I did, what it's saying anyway. So, it this will all actually kick off. I mean, you, you got the play-in games and for whatever those are worth, and that will be, what did I say, Tuesday through Wednesday, and we'll have actual tournament. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the final four, or the first four-in business. It's, you know, just more that's a money move like none other just more games more squeaking it out like gotta milk that cash cow for all it's worth yeah so but we'll have actual basketball that really really does matter the the 21st it looks like so that'd be four days well i was trying to find that uh last little i thought that i saw something on this uh, Willie Wade thing come through, but I guess it was old, so I'm just that's my you, fault. On that. You want to bring Willie Wade back up? I, I, I thought uh, that I did, but I don't know. Oh, okay, that's fine. How about we just uh, wrap this and we'll bring up the SEC schedule or the Razorback schedule? So, our calendar. Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Until next time. All right, we will start off with the baseball series against Texas. That'll start Tuesday, going to Wednesday. Also starting Wednesday is the NCAA championship for swim and dive. That'll be on Wednesday, and that's actually in Austin, Texas as well. The baseball team will start a series on Friday against Alabama. And until next time, woo pig suey.